TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody, to Guys in a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. An absolutely exquisite Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Let us not forget, <coughs> excuse me very much, St. Patrick's Day coming up tomorrow. We haven't talked much about that. Lost in all the March Madness talk. It is uh, time for the greenery to come out. St. Patrick's Day, of course, uh, across this fine country, across this fine nation, across this continent and the world it is St. Patrick's Day celebrated everywhere. David Olson our geographical expert. Let's hear some music and then David will step in. Where exactly is St. Patrick's Day separated? First talks on music. Award winning music. Not sure what award it is but it's soon to be award winning. We'll get to some college basketball talk in a second. St. Patrick's Day David won obviously Ireland Fine country of the United States celebrates it, but uh, geographically, where might it is indeed an international holiday? It and is, of course, celebrated here in the United States <laughs> and in Ireland, Great Britain, Canada, Argentina, okay. Australia, New nice. Zealand, among other places. Beautiful. And who officially is there? Like a United Nations of holidays that determines who can celebrate what, when, and where? These are the hard-hitting questions that we ask here on the TalkZone.com. I, I'm not sure about that. I'm not <laughs> sure right, about well, that. Well, i tell you what, don't lose any sleep over it. Uh, but thank you again. Thank you so much for joining us here midweek Wednesday. We appreciate your uh, tuning into our fine, sometimes semi-dysfunctional talk show here. we got sports and more coming at you on the two guys at a mic show. March Madness, of course. We'll check out a little spring training baseball action. NBA hoops are Chicago Bulls. Right here locally, win yet again. They are now the number one team in the East. Who would have thunk it? And the Iditarod has come to conclusion. Well, still some of the some of the uh, racers, some of the mushers, I guess they're called, are coming in. But we do have the winner. We'll announce that in a little bit. He came across the finish line yesterday in the fine state of Alaska. So while everybody's caught up in March Madness here, we will not forget to bring out the final result and your champion of the Iditarod. It's the big dog and a coach at your service up to 11 o'clock. Without further, Joseph Adu, let's welcome in my good friend via the telecommunication lines in Aurora, Illinois. It's the big dog, Joel Radwanski. What's up, Coach? We certainly have a lot to talk about today. Oh, my goodness. The Iditarod's got to lead the discussion. Who does it really? Not really. Do you, do you even know why they even have that race? It's because it's a tribute to somebody who actually went and got enough penicillin to save a whole entire like group of people. They got on, they they uh, they were able to get out uh, via what do you call it? Uh, do 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 SOS. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, okay. Telegraph. Uh huh. Morse code. And somebody, yeah, Morse code. And it was a horrible, horrible snowstorm, and they couldn't get to these people, so they were like 1,500 miles away. Some guy got into his sled. Got on some dogs and got there in time to save every all these people. That's impressive. 
so that's actually not only impressive. When I say impressive, not only from the guy there, impressive that you have done your historical background on the Iditarod. Very good. Where did you come up well, with that, Big Coach? Dog? I, I got to be quite honest. I, I Wikipedia'd it because uh, recently you keep on saying Iditarod, Iditarod. Yep. I, was, I was a little worried about you, especially with that rainbow flag that you, <laughs> you have. Well, how's it pronounced? Well, you you pronounced it right. Oh, okay. But I wasn't right. sure what you were talking about until I, I spent an hour until I figured out, like, you know. You thought I was excited about more than just the Alaskan sled dog race. To put it bluntly, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to put it quite that bluntly, big dog. Sorry, Coach. But I, I appreciate it's... your concern. No, it's all about the race. And while we're talking about let's congratulate John Baker, 48 years old. And here's the cool thing, big dog. He came across, first of all, he set a record. Three hours off the uh, all-time record. So congratulations, 48-year-old John it's Baker. The same, it's, it's the same track they go course every year? I think the same distance, yes. Okay. I believe that is correct. But what's cool about it is he's the first native-born Eskimo to actually win. Most of the mushers that have won have come from... You know, other background. Maybe they're living in Alaska, but this guy is a native-born. The family is is uh, there's a particular tribe of Eskimo. I forget what that is. But in the 38-year history, the glorified, storied history of they did arrive, big dog. John Nelson, the first native-born Eskimo to win it. They are celebrating in Alaskan counties as we speak. Believe it or not, coach, they probably are right now. I- did not mean that kiddingly. They, they truly are because one of them, they always celebrate the Iditarod, but this time Big Dog, one of their own, homegrown, won it in record time. I, I bet you the, the TGIF up in uh, the Fridays <laughs> up in uh, Polar Point, Alaska is really uh-huh. partying right now. There's oh, probably like goodness. four people in there. Yep. I think there's one Bennigan's that's still open in, uh, in Alaska. <laughs> the rest of them closed. Eight days. You're laughing here. Eight, what an athletic competition this is. Eight days, 19 hours, 46 minutes, and 48 seconds. And while we're congratulating John Baker, how about the dogs that brought him home, Big Dog? you got to throw some kudos to those Alaskan sled dogs. How many dogs do you think died in this particular year's race? Usually it's, you know, it's anywhere from like you know, like 10 to 100 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, we call it an athletic competition, but from the animal standpoint, it can be cruel. No question about it. What do you have? Four dogs pulling you, but you need a, you need like about ten total, right? You got to bring dogs yeah. off the bench, et cetera. Exactly, and trust me, my uh, an ex that I have, her family, the limbs, they're 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 following the track. The best way I can tell you, coach. Not quite sure what you mean. They're their family, the limbs. Yeah, that's their name. The L I M. Okay. I guarantee you they're in Alaska following the race, you know, just just for, like, dinner possibilities. Oh. <laughs> okay, now I got you. I got you in the rebound there. Thank you very much yeah. And yeah. for that wonderful, wonderful thought. Once again, we are America's number one breakfast show. As long as you're not in America eating breakfast. That's and probably. If you're not in America eating breakfast and there's a meat that tastes kind of good, but you're mm-hmm. not sure what it is, don't mm-hmm. ask. <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number here. You can check in. We're going to break down the brackets. Yesterday, me and the big dog did our first-ever together bracket where we kind of had to do a little compromising here. Republicans and Democrats should take you, you, uh You complain way too much. No, what do you know? No, 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 no. Yesterday, I thought it was extremely agreeable. What with your choice, I believe the uh, results showed 68% of the time I was swayed by you. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was very agreeable. Okay, if that's what you say, Coach. 
<laughs> yeah, that is what I say. Thank you very much. Sure. But uh, I, I would think the Republicans and the Democrats that are battling in so much conflict at opposite ends of the uh, spectrum right now, Big Dog, could we could send them a tape of our show yesterday. I thought the way that we disagreed, but that we found compromise. We we um, appreciated each other person's opinion, and we came very quickly. To some agreements, I think the uh, political structure in the United States, quite frankly, without exaggerating too much, could take a lesson from our 50-minute show yesterday. I, I was I was very impressed <laughs> that when I had Belmont going to the Sweet 16, you didn't run to Wisconsin, and you know just because you didn't like mm-hmm. what I was going to do to you. Yeah, well, you know me, I'm the uh, upset specials. I, I filled out my own brackets at home. My son was ready to like commit me. He goes, "Dad, are you crazy?" And I go, yeah, "But there's going to be upsets. So you got to pick somebody, but not every one." Yeah, I've got the my brackets at home. I think I finally ended that with Florida over North Carolina winning the national championship. Chandler Parsons and the boys win the national championship. Well, that that would be some upsets, I think, in order to, to have all that happen. Yeah, not major. I mean, they're two of the no. top teams, but it, that would be a bit of a surprise. Who Who was your, in your own personal bracket, before we do our together bracket, who was your own personal champion? Who do you got filled in? I have Ohio State beating Purdue. A shocker. Purdue. Yeah. Wow. Now, did you fill that out before or after finding out that they have suspended one of their top players off the bench, their best on the ball defender? Now, how how long is the suspension for? Yeah, I think it's for the tournament. Uh, oh, conduct no. conduct detrimental to the program. So I hate can... when the coach has daughters. You know, it's really not fair. <laughs> you know, it, it truly isn't, coach. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's well, an underrated thing now for. Athletic directors, they, when they're thinking about hiring a coach, you better make sure that coach does not have young daughters because you will lose some players due to conduct detrimental to the program. Yeah, without question. Without question. <laughs> that, that, I did not know this happened, and I need to redo my whole entire bracket. Well, he is, is he's not a starter. He's a sub coming off the bench, but, of course, with Robbie Hummel. I, I did a paid bracket this year. That's just like I just handed somebody 10 bucks. I did not know that happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, to, sorry to break the bad news to you. But uh, we'll do our together bracket again, 888-463-6748. Also, we'll do a brief segment. We did it in football, and you failed the test, Big Dog. We're going to give you a rebound possibility, our little game called Within Three. We are going to re- no, 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 no. We didn't do this in football, and I failed the test. We did it in basketball when I hadn't. When I basically had been working like for nine weeks straight and didn't I, watch one basketball game. I thought within three was de- debut during the football season. No, it was not. And I asked, and I bitched about it the day that we did it in college <laughs> basketball. And I said, why don't we do this during football season? Mm-hmm. So no, okay. no that, well, don't, 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 don't question my football expertise. I love, you know, I would never question your football expertise. I question your memory because I thought we played it in football, but either way. Actually, I remember the day we did it. I was almost hit by a train and I did it outside <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, I was in Western Springs outside their windmill building by the train station. I don't know. Big and dog I was, eight. And I was with, uh, uh, Moonlit at that particular morning. <laughs> Moonlit. Yeah. I thought it was Moonling. Uh, it all depends, Coach. Moon lit might have been good, Moon We Lane. had a good evening the night before, so. Okay, so Moon Lane was in fact at that point Moon lit. Yeah. But at exactly. some point the flame the flame burned out. Same person though. <laughs> all depends on the mood. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, if you can't specify it by a day when you almost got hit by a train, because I think David went back in our trans archives here in like eighteen. 
of the last 26 programs, you've been walking around and you've almost been hit by some kind of vehicle. So that doesn't really break things down. No, but the one, no, but the one where I almost died getting hit by the train. Not like the time I just barely got clipped by the train. Mm-hmm. So okay, thank you for that specificity. It was At any rate, college basketball, by the way, it was it, college basketball. Any college rate, basketball. we will play within three. Just read off some of the uh, the big games coming up. Today and, uh, of course, tomorrow and Friday, the big games, and they're calling it round two. I'm calling it round one of the NCAA tournament. We'll see if the big dog can figure out some of those odds. And uh, we'll continue talking, breaking down, maybe picking up some of the surprise teams. If you didn't join us yesterday and Tuesday, we've talked about what have some of our categories been. Um, uh, the studs and duds, some of the top four seeds that you think might be a dud, maybe lose first or second round, and ones you think are for real, going to go the distance. Also, the secret ingredient that you have for picking teams. Big Dog, I forgot. Is there any unique little secret ingredient you used in the past for some success? Um, yeah, I, I do. And uh, it's a really long, complicated uh, thing, so I don't know if okay. we really want to get into all that, Coach. Basically, so, I, I pick I, I pick my upsets in the first round based after I've already picked my Sweet 16. Oh, that's right. I do remember you saying that. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at the, the group of four – you pick the team you're going to advance, and then the other game, that's where your upset pick is. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's, that's About it. 80% of the time, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, that's how I pick okay. my upset. That's, that's a fairly easy concept to pick out, and that, that's exactly what we're looking for, for the secret uh, ingredient. That's something unique. You might have been of help to some of our listeners out there. you got a suggestion like that, thought like that. That's what we're here for. Give us a call at 888-463-6748. Big dog, all the people that are criticizing the first four, our 68 teams, you know, what are we doing? You know, who cares about the Tuesday games? I sat down and watched like the sick puppy I am from start to finish. UNC Asheville against Arkansas Little Rock. Uh-huh. I would say of the games I've watched this year, it's been a fair amount. Top 10 most enjoyable games I watched. It was great college basketball, surprisingly talented teams, dramatic finish, dramatic last second shot. It was everything you want from a tournament game. I'm already hooked, lined, and sinker on this tournament. It was a great way to start the tourney. I'm assuming you didn't watch it, but it was a great game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I, I, I should have watched more of it. I only got to watch the end of it. It was phenomenal, Coach, and that yep. is the best way to start a tournament. And, and I'm with you. I can't have so – I didn't want to go to 96, but I do like this. I just wish mm-hmm. the playing games were – the actual 16 and 17th ranked teams and not the 6 and 11 and the 5 and 12, which I'm totally yeah, baffled about. Yeah, that, that, I can't that, figure it out, Coach. That is confusing, but you know what? I put that aside. I'm just, I'm not going to let that ruin. I'm just going to enjoy the games. And, and the one thing that, that brought to my attention immediately watching the two teams play is they were good. I'm not saying, you know, phenomenal, but they were really good teams with good players and guys that you have never heard of before you know and that's one of the fun things about the term like gar what is his name garcia mendoza one of four mexican-born players playing division one basketball outstanding for arkansas little rock uh solomon the kid solomon you never hear about great great talent and then uh unc asked did you watch the end of the game dog um, they talk about the shot from the corner. Yes, it was, I didn't know the kid's name. That was one heck of a oh, shot. Oh my goodness! You know, I'd never seen UNC Asheville play, and they were getting beaten early on. All right, and I don't know too many things, Big Dog, but you know, I think you'll attest to this. One of the few things I do know. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm not. You know, I, don't get put me in a trivia contest. My vast knowledge is not great, but basketball. I got you down pat for it. I'm watching the game, and, and Little Rock, Arkansas, Arkansas, Little Rock is jumping up early, ten four. You know, 15 to 6, they're up. But I'm watching this UNC Asheville team, and I'm like, 
They're pretty good. This is an athletic team. They're fun to watch. You know, they could still come back and win this game. Sure enough, they did. They got two great guards, Matt Dickey. The white kid looks like he's 15 years old. He reminds me of Ohio State's Aaron Kraft. He's got that look. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, he does. He does. Kinda, that, that, that's, what, that's what the kid looked like. And exactly. the other guard, J.P. Prim, I mean, two tremendously talented kid. And Matt Dickey's the one who hit that shot from the corner. That was a, uh, an unbelievable three-pointer to tie it, send it in overtime in Asheville, and that I won in the game. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, the kid, he does look like Eric Carpenter. He was probably a high school quarterback just like mm-hmm. the kid. Yeah, he had that type I, of body type. I don't know what year he is. If he's a freshman or sophomore, he's a, he's a, uh, you know, honorable mention, at least all-American candidate down the road. I don't know what year he is, but the point is talented players, kids you've never seen before that are uh, very good and is part of the draw, part of the fun of the tournament. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Did not watch Clemson take on UAB, but Clemson, which I have, by the way, going to the final 16. So I would have uh-huh. look, looked pretty bad in my own brackets, Big Doug, if they would have lost that game. Fortunately, Clemson did win, and watch out for the Clemson Tiger. They're one of my surprise picks. That would be a surprise, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. You planning on watching Texas San Antonio tonight, Big Doug? Any free time for you? Um, I, I hope to. It all depends if I can get done. I, I have a scene to film. I'm chasing down a deadbeat parent, so... Mm-hmm. Depending on if I get that done enough. I, I told the guy I'm not doing it during any tournament games. This guy doesn't understand the first four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Deadbeat parents. Yes, coach. A television show the big dog is involved with. There is any chance it'll be on True TV. I think that'd be a good a good outlet for deadbeat parents. That would be a really good outlet for us. Uh, that that's not a bad. Maybe we can give us the push. Uh-huh. The, uh, it's a true TV. Yeah, by the way, David Olson, you'd be very proud of me. I found True TV on my television within under a minute. So I'm getting pretty good. I'm flipping around. I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be I, – I probably don't have it. If I have it, I'm going to miss the first half looking for it. Right off the bat, channel 73 right there for you. There you go, and there are probably many other cable channels that yep. you don't even realize that you Absolutely. have. So now yeah. I know where, what, Judge Judy is and uh, Deadbeat Parents and a couple other weird shows you guys talked about yesterday. The crack in a couch channel, which I, is awesome. The what? It's like you sit in the television. You sit in your chair long enough, just getting absorbed by television. Oh. You slide to the crack of your okay. couch. Next thing you know, you're watching I, something I, about how you make bonbons. <laughs> and you find it I very th- interesting. I thought that was the name of one of True TV's shows, The Crack in the Couch. I was trying to like imagine what the <laughs> hell is that about. Uh, didn't you say they have like a murder show featuring like grisly murders on that station? Oh, yeah, yeah. They got all kinds of whacked out stuff. They got like, you know. There's there's always some I forget the name of it, but there's basically some show about like they almost got away with it. I think that's actually what it's called, mm-hmm. and it'll be like some PTA mom who's the sweetest thing ever, and the next thing you know they find out she had a lover named Raul and she tried to kill her family, you know, just <laughs> and it collect uh, insurance money so she can go down to Bermuda. I mean, uh, it's jacked up, coach. Oh goodness. Speaking of that, by the way, have you been following? We got sidetracked off the sidetrack. Have you been following the? Murder trial, which came to conclusion yesterday of Marnie Yang, ex-Chicago Bear, Sean Gale, and uh, the tragically killed Randy, I think Randy Ruder was her name? Uh, Coach, sad to say, I have not been following that. And I am not kidding you, I worked with Sean Gale's girlfriend at the time when all that happened back in 2006. Most people did, because apparently at the time, Sean Gale had a lot of girlfriends. That was part of the problem, but which... You're not talking about Randy Ruder. Oh, no, 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 no. Ronnie Ruder. Ronnie Ruder. Yeah, I'm talking about Monica Carascal. 
was the girlfriend back at the time. Yes, exactly. But meanwhile, he... Uh, he had many girlfriends. Yes, he had the baby with Ronnie Reuter, and then, of course, he was messing around with his real estate agent, Marnie Yang, who was completely whacked out and who ended out uh, proven guilty yesterday, took the defense set. Think about they they sequestered for, what, about two hours, an hour and 45 minutes was to... Um, I think cash in on their free Domino's certificates. That's how long it took the pizza. The other 15 minutes was to to name her guilty. Yeah. Why did it take so long to get that even a trial coach? That's great, great question. It was just the legal system. Yeah. Uh, how many tens? How much? The tens of thousands of dollars really waste of our tax money. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't get it. That was four years ago, maybe five years ago. So it was it was oh six oh seven when that actually occurred. Now she's been in jail all this time, right, Marnie Yang? David Olson shaking his head, so that would be a uh, affirmative on that. So, yeah, well, you know, we, that's a whole other subject we don't have time for, Big Dog, the waste in our American court system. Yeah, that's definitely a waste. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years ago, 2007 was the murder. It was late mm-hmm. 2007. Mm-hmm. Very, very sad. But, but how they find the evidence that convicted her, because everything they had was basically circumstantial. Yeah, extremely circumstantial. Extremely circumstantial. But she basically uh, confessed to her psychic advisor. Yep. And they mic'd the psychic advisor. And they mic'd the psychic advisor, advisor yeah. Yep. And I think that one of the final things the defense lawyer said to the jury is, hey, you may think this person's a little weird, pointing to the psychic advisor. Okay. But, or she may be a little odd, but there's nothing odd, nothing wrong about hitting the record button. In other words, as weird as she is, she hit the record button on that tape, and the tape tells all. All right. At any rate, we got sidetracked again, Big Dog. 888-463-6748. We were talking about the college basketball tournaments games coming up today, and uh, hopefully, oh, we were talking about your Deadbeats TV show. By the way, any uh, word on the Major League Baseball gig? Any? Have you heard yay or nay, affirmative or negative? No, no, they just keep on stringing me along. I, I can't take it any longer, Coach. Mm-hmm. This has been like the longest two weeks of my freaking life. Have you tried calling them, and have they given you any response, or are you just sitting and waiting? No, no, no. I called them. Uh, I called them last Friday, so five days ago, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to make a decision next week." She was really like positive about it, but I'm mm-hmm. not taking that at all as a good or more likely a bad sign because that. Because I remember I had a friend one time. She came back. She's like, Joe, my manager was so nice to me today. Took me out to eat. And I'm like, oh, that was nice. And she's like, oh, that's bad news. Nothing good comes of that. Next day, they gave her a pink slip. So the fact they were nice to me on Friday is a bad sign to me. Mm-hmm. When I called, they were really nice to me. Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. don't worry. We'll make a decision next week. And all this. And I was like, oh, that's bad, bad. And again, our fine co-host, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, of, of thousands and thousands, one of the few finalists for... Not going to say ESPN. Major League Baseball's ultimate fan. They pick one guy and they uh, send him out to Connecticut. He blogs and he reports on TV. No, no, get... not Connecticut, Coach. Manhattan. Manhattan. It's See, I got the whole I got the whole ESPN thing in my head. But uh, yeah, you do. You do. Again, we wish you the best of luck. You're waiting to hear from this. You have not called them or touched base yesterday or the day before. No, uh, I haven't since Friday. Uh, David Olson, Friday. our director of employment services here at the. Two guys at a mic show at this point on a Wednesday morning, good protocol, or could it work against him if the big dog follows up this morning? Should he wait yet another day? Protocol expert, David Olson. When was the last time you had contact with these people? I called them on Friday. 
Yeah, you can give him a call again today. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay, I'm, I just got to be prepared to like lay it lay it down this time. Just mm-hmm. cause, like last time well, I called and I said some good stuff, but I don't think I really said like I, I'm going to pull my heart out to these people. Yeah. That'd be good or bad. Yeah, but don't don't give them an ultimatum like the, you know because if they're still considering you, you don't want to oh, do no, anything no that could. No ultimatum. No ultimatum. I'm pouring my heart out to them. Okay. Being like, this is what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's a lot of work, coach. This is a hundred hour a week job, at least. And I'm not. I'm not. I have to watch every single baseball game, and then blog. You blog, say tweet. And and do a show and do a and and do a, a television show with us. Do you realize how much work that is? It's a lot of work. It's a labor of love because it's a it's a sport that you love. Did you say a hundred dollars a week or a hundred hours a week? Hundred hours a week. Okay. And I'm not. Uh, it's at least a hundred hours a week. Had so they talked about how much you would get paid? They, they've mentioned it, and I'd rather not talk about it on okay. air until I get this job because I really don't want to think about stuff okay. like that right now because. That, I just want to find out yes or no so I can mm-hmm. go about my business. I can't even think straight the last couple of days. Okay. At least, though, I, I'm not kidding you this. I can tell you every single position player in the game of baseball, mm-hmm. and I can say it was funny because last night Claudia asked me, like, where did Keith Bogans play before so-and-so? And I'm like, well, we I know he went to Kentucky. And we could, I couldn't think of it, Coach. Mm-hmm. And then we, and they, he just like shook his head. He's like, I can't. And then I was like, Well, I know who the fifth starter for the Tampa Bay Rays is. And then we started going about like, right now, I have, I, I have so much in my head right now with baseball. It's not even fun. All right, you are you up for a trial run? I know we got the brackets to fill out. You're up for like a three minute trial run here. I, I can do the brackets to do it. No, 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 no. I'm trial run on baseball. Oh, okay, yeah, that would be good. I can All right, do here we go. Let's go out to our ultimate uh, baseball fan who won the. Won that great honor over thousands and thousands of entrants. He'll be with us all season long. Joel Rodwanski, first of all, let's welcome in the big dog. And, Joel, our first question is, the Milwaukee Brewers challenging now in the National League Central with the St. Louis Cardinals with an injured pitching staff. The Brewers think they got a chance to contend. Talk Milwaukee in particularly, their starting pitching. Uh, well, everybody knows that the biggest move this offseason for the Milwaukee Brewers was that Granky. Of course, he's dealing with an injury. But unlike Adam Wainwright, Zank Granky, Zank Zach Branke will be back, Coach. So uh, him, Giovanni Gallardo, uh, Chris Capuano form a, a pretty nice one-two-three pitching staff. Uh, and don't forget, uh, John Axelrod is now the closer for the the Milwaukee Brewers. Trevor Hoffman goes <laughs> off into the sunset with 600 career wins, uh, but they got a dominant guy at the end of the game. So they have a nice strong one-two-three, mm-hmm. and they also have a, a dominant closer at the end, and they also have Todd Coffey to get him the ball in the eighth inning. So the the Brewers definitely have the best pitching staff right now outside of the Cincinnati Reds in the in the National League Central, but the Brewers are top, more top-heavy with Granke and Gallardo. That's not bad. That's not bad. By the way, as a sidelight, I'm going to predict John Axelrod will be heading off to the sunset just like Trevor Hoffman did within about one month of the season. I, I, about, I that kid is awesome. Have you seen the kid pitch, Coach? Never heard of him before, but I'm just going to make a prediction. Okay, yeah, well, he looked pretty good last year, saving 25 games for the Brewers in, in two months. Overrated. So. Young kid, he's going to burn his arm out. What's his name again? <laughs> Axelrod, no L, yep, coach. Yep. He was never too uh, much. He was never the press secretary for uh, Ronald <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> too much pressure filling the shoes of Trevor Hoffman. Young John Axelrod will be uh, heading into the sunset by mid-May. 
Though I'm that, a new coach in Milwaukee. Thank you very that's much. All right. Downright mean coach. That's not bad. That's not bad. One, one more test for you again. Baseball expert Joel Rodwanski, the ultimate sports fan here, representing Major League Baseball. Let's go out to Joel and check some of the uh, American League. They say one of the conferences, one of the divisions, one of the uh, leagues, completely up for grabs, the American League Western Division. Some say the Seattle Mariners may, this may be the year for the Seattle Mariners after many years of expectations. We know their pitching staff. Joel, but infield, defense, and will they get enough hitting out of their infield? That seems to be the question for the Mariner. Well, they have a phenomenal defense coach, but they have no hitting whatsoever. And I hate to tell you, that's going to continue uh, to be the problem for the, the Seattle Mariners. They have no offense whatsoever. And this is going to be another long, long year. They're expecting Milton Bradley. I know he's not a, one of their infielders, but they're expecting Milton Bradley to, to hit fourth for this team again. And, and yet he's still suffering from a, a shoulder injury. They're not sure where any of the offense is going to come from. So the Seattle Mariners are going to finish in fourth place again. The Oakland A's are winning the American League West. Interesting. All right. That was your trial run. Send that tape to MLB, and I'm sure they're going to select you. <laughs> okay. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go skip back down to business. We're going to do within three in a little bit, but right now, back to the brackets. We started yesterday, Big Dog. You have your own personal bracket. I have mine, but this is the together bracket, and we needed one more team in the Sweet 16. We ran out of time yesterday, and then it's going to get down to nitty-gritty. The two of us got along quite well yesterday. I have a feeling that today might be a little bit more contentious. So hopefully we'll keep our um, spirit of compromise a lot. But first of all, in the bottom four, and again, we invite the fans to check in your thoughts on some of the matchups, the games. You like our picks. You don't like our picks. Feel free to give us a call. March Madness in full fever here uh, in the city of Chicago and, of course, across the nation. 888-463-6748. Give us a call. Big Dog and a Coach at your service. Dog, our final four was uh, Florida, UC, Santa Barbara, Michigan State, and UCL of A. I got Florida going here. Any argument? Uh... I'll go with I'll go with Florida. I, I would have picked Michigan State. Boy, they are they're a hard one to figure out, and it's certainly uh, in the realm because we know the the pedigree. They go to Final Fours more than anybody. Yep. Michigan State. I mean, that is a team that always excels and does better than their regular season in the postseason. And they get the guys that have been there before too: Daryl Summers, Draylon Green, Kalen Lucas. Some of the bench players, they've been through that tournament run before, so that would play for them. The only weird thing is, Big Dog, after their win, big win in the Big Ten tournament against Purdue, you would have thought, okay, now it's time to get serious. Here comes the mean green, and then they lay an absolute egg against Penn State. I thought maybe that was indicative that maybe it's just not Michigan State's year. Quite possibly. I'll go. I'll let you have your Florida Gators. Okay. So. All right. Here we go. Sweet 16, Ohio State together bracket. First time ever, probably the last time here on the talkzone.com. Ohio State taking on our surprise pick, the Clemson Tiger. Do we dare? Do we dare take Clemson to the final eight, Big Dog? No. Okay. Ohio State, the Buckeyes are going to crush that little ACC opponent. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me, let me just point out some of the potential pitfalls for Ohio State. Lack of depth, particularly on the inside. Okay, Jared Sollinger turns an ankle. Jared Sollinger gets in foul trouble. You now are dependent on Dallas. Don't call me Fort Lauderdale on the inside. And he's a senior with a lot of size and guile, and he's the backup. He doesn't even start. That's a, 
I know you don't like Dallas Lauderdale, but there's 340 <laughs> schools that would love to have him as their backup. Yeah, I'm center not, coach. not so sure about that. He's a tremendous, tremendous individual, and I'm sure he will make an outstanding UPS employee. Although I don't know how many offices would get scared when Dallas Lauderdale delivers them a package. He's a large man. How would he look in those shorts you think they wear at the summertime? I don't think he'd look very good. He's got bony knees. Yeah. And big buttock. He he wears the, he wears the brown socks with his Ohio State <laughs> uni. So, all right, but there are the they're a tremendous tremendous team, no question about. It, but there are some pitfalls: lack of depth, Debor's three point shot not working. Buford and Lighty are about as consistent as you can get, and they depend they depend on a young freshman to run the show. Their point guard now. The guy plays like he's about 25 years old, but you never know. Maybe Aaron Kraft will throw a few cracks at some point. Now, uh, cracks they in the arm. the ball well, Coach. I, I'm not worried about Ohio State. What, mm-hmm. Why don't you look at the pitfalls that Clemson is dealing with? Well, I mean, okay. Really? I, I hear you. Comparatively, I hear you. I, you're, you're complaining they have a fifth. Uh, uh, their backup is a, is a senior center who started for the first three years of his career. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't sound like a pitfall to me. Okay. Point and, well and taken. We you're got... worried about the John Diebler's shooting is the all-time shooter in the history of the Big yeah. Ten. All right. I hear you. I'm just trying to pick out a few negatives, but your point, extremely well taken. The Buckeyes, awfully, awfully good. All right, next matchup to get to the final eight. Much more difficult for you, Big Dog. Yeah. Syracuse. Syracuse takes on rapidly improving North Carolina. This is a tough one. This is I a tough one. I want to go with one. the matchup zone with Jim Beheim, and, and I do realize North Carolina has all kinds of uh, – they've been playing a lot better the last five to seven weeks of the season, mm-hmm. but they're still relying on a lot of young players. If you're going to bring out the youth and inexperience of, of a team, I'll go with North Carolina. Okay. And, and Syracuse has a lot of a lot of juniors and seniors playing, and, yep. and they got Scoop Jardine and that Mello dude coach. Yep. Fab Mello and Brandon Trish, a very uh, athletic three and uh, pretty pretty good inside guy. The Ricky Jackson, Rick Jackson. He's not real big. It sort of reminds me of a Jared Sullinger a little bit, but he's uh, he's strong and he can slam it home on the inside. So uh, we're gonna pick. That's a great game by the way. If that matchup comes, Syracuse oh, yes. against Carolina. Interesting. All right. I'll go with you on that one. Syracuse over North Carolina. We moved down to Duke. Yesterday, the two of us both cohabitated with uh, a fa- with an underdog advancing to the Sweet 16. Oakland. Oakland has Keith Benson, future NBA player, but uh, they're taking out a team called Duke. Big Doug, you might be familiar with them. Yeah, I, we're going to have to have Duke advance because Oakland might not even beat Texas in the first round. So that we can't have Oakland go to the Elite Eight, Coach. All right. If you're going to pick upsets, though, don't, don't waver on them. Be strong in your conviction, my friend. Okay, I'll be strong, Coach. Thank you very much. All right, Duke over Oakland. Now, next group, we had a couple of surprises here. I think you went with me a little bit here. I went with you a little bit. San Diego State taking on Missouri. 40 minutes of hell against the uh, great athleticism and toughness of the San Diego State team. D.J. Gay, though, the freshman point guard, a potential weakness for San Diego State. Uh, yeah, I think given San Diego State 40 minutes of hell, that, that might be a, a bad way to play if you're Missouri. So you think I, the, the, San Diego State could run, they got athletic forwards mm-hmm. and stuff. I, that would not be that, if you start trapping and pressing a great athletic team, if they're skilled mm-hmm. at all, they'll dominate you, coach. Yeah, you're right about that. The matchup, if it comes down to that, might be good for the, uh, what are they, the Aztecs? Yes, they are, coach. Uh-huh. All right. So San Diego State over Missouri. And you know the story, the teams that 
press don't like to be pressed, so that might work against Missouri as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Sorry to bore you over here. All right, moving on to the other side of the bracket. March Madness, big dog and the coach getting excited. St. Patrick's Day coming up tomorrow. We'll be with you all day, of course, talking March Madness, some of the matchups, and, of course, uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day. I'm sure big dog will have some wonderful stories to tell on St. Patrick's Days of days gone by. Uh, 888-463-6748. If you want to check in, we'd love to hear from you. Give us your picks. What do you like? What do you don't like on the big dogs and the coaches' picks? Illinois. The two of us somehow, in a weak moment yesterday, we picked Illinois over Kansas, and now in the round of eight, they take on Louisville. How far does your loyalty love go, Big Doug? It doesn't. They're not going to beat Louisville, and I really like Louisville right now. They're they're looking like one of those teams that's really peaking at the right time mm-hmm. and can make a really strong tournament run, Coach. Cinemax, Cindy, emailing in. Is it pronounced Louisville? She says, or Louisville? Louisville. 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 So what is that? <laughs> you really don't pronounce anything. That's the best way to say it. Okay. You just kind of th- now is that from the outside or is that with the natives? In in native, if you were inside the city of Louisville, would you pronounce it Louisville or Louisville? Louisville. <laughs> you pronounce it like there's marbles in your mouth, coach, and you're talking to a person you really don't want to talk to. <laughs> okay. But you can look them right in the eye, just let you say it that way. Okay. Louisville. I just I, I needed that clarification, as did Cinemax Cindy. Cinemax Cindy also has a few other questions for you, but I think we'll save those for another day. Whew. Girl's a lonely woman, big dog. Uh, all right, next matchup. I hope this comes to fruition because what a game it would be. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, taking on Purdue, arch rivals, in-state rivals, and both extremely talented teams. You know, you know, Coach, I have Purdue going all the way to the championship game in my bracket, but after the news you told me, I'm just, I, and considering I'm half Irish, I'll, I'll go Notre Dame this way. Mm-hmm. So the loss of one star defender and those that know basketball, a guy off the bench, that can give you a great defender pressure on the ball, that's a big loss. Huge. That's a big, big loss, and you're talking two teams that are even, you think that might be the difference? I, I, I hate to say it, I do think it is a okay. little bit of a difference. All right, no, no chance Robbie Hummel. Suits up, comes off the bench, and makes a miracle recovery. They might give him. Uh, they might give him a, another year of eligibility. And supposedly they're thinking about giving Rick Mount another year of eligibility. <laughs> Purdue might be the team to pick next year. Uh, good, and he'll be playing next year, Robbie Hummel. Oh, right? is he? Oh yeah. Assuming the, there's no question on his eligibility. Okay. The question is, can his you know after two ACL injuries, I think different legs, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, will he still have the quickness and athleticism? I think everybody in college basketball, everybody that knows the kid will be rooting for him. But, uh, all right. So we got Notre Dame over Purdue. We moved down to the Southeast Regional final groups to get to our final eight. You got Butler taking on Kansas, Kansas State. Butler Cinderella story last year, big deal. Yesterday we got swept up in the Cinderella revisited, Cinderella 2, if you want to go with the movie look. Kansas State, though, big, mean, and physical, and, of course, a semi-good coach in Frank St. Martin. Yeah, they the <laughs> Butler just becomes a shame to go on the court because they can't even look at Frank Martin, <laughs> and they end up losing because of it. <laughs> they won't even go on the court. They're so afraid of him. <laughs> I feel a theme coming all the way to the finals. Teams... I'm feeling a Frank St. Martin theme coming here. Yeah, legit. That's one guy you don't want to cross, Coach. He'll break a leg. 
All right. I don't know why I get a kick out of that, but earlier in the week I called him what Frank because uh, I didn't I forgot his last name. I called him Frank Lloyd Wright. Yes, the fine coach for yes, Kansas State. All right, Gonzaga. We shocked the world yesterday, Big Dog, and you were willing enough to play in my little fantasy, and I appreciate that. I got a couple more down the road that I hope you're willing to. But uh, we had Gonzaga advancing to the Sweet 16. Now they take on Florida. Can Robert Acre and the Zags go one step further? By the way, are you aware who the new point guard is of recent it, vintage for the Gonzaga Zags? Is it Jen Stockton Jr.? It is, but I don't think his name is John. Is it Jack? thought it was Dave, but it's Stockton's it's kid. Dave, Dave Stockton. Whatever. It's Stockton's kid who has taken over the point, and they've been playing much better since then. Well, it, it, that's good to know, Coach. Does that mean you're, uh, you're still taking Florida? Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I, I wish I would have known that because I would have picked Gonzaga in my real tournament. Yeah, I, I I picked them actually in my own. I think they could be a. Of course, they got a you know obviously a tough first round match, a very good St. John's team. But I got the upset, and then I got them knocking off uh, Wolford, who knocks off BYU. All right, but well, we got to come to conclusion here, Big Dog. We're going Florida? Florida, Florida. All right, there it is. Final eight. Things get tougher. Are you ready for a round one matchup to get to the final four in beautiful Newark, New Jersey? Love the mayor in Newark, by the way. Guy's a great guy. Future uh, potential presidential candidate, just as a sidelight. Ohio State, the Buckeye, take on Brandon Trish. Scoop Jardine and the Syracuse Orangemen. Big Dog, I'm going to leave this one for you. It's too tough for me to pick. Yeah, that game would be phenomenal if it ended up being Syracuse versus Ohio State. I'm going to have to take the Buckeyes again, Coach. Okay. I just think the way you attack the zone is getting it to the middle, and Ohio State has penetrators. They have a big guy in the middle. They can make that zone, although they can make it move all around the court, and they'll get open shot. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of them, but they will. All right. Ohio State over Syracuse uh, down in Anaheim. The right to go to the Final Four. Who will be putting on the hats, the T-shirts? Who will be celebrating at the end of the game? Will it be Duke, the Blue Devil? Or a dream season for San Diego State continues on. Let's go San Diego State, Coach. You they don't him. even win their conference championship on him. a non-BCS school, but they will end up going to the Final Four. You got Steve Fisher leading another team to the Final Four. Heck yeah, Coach. Okay. I'm going with you. Yeah, his uh, Steve Fisher, uh, his uh, middle name is Free Shoes. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't, but I should have guessed. Yes. Uh, is that a family name, or did he uh, pick that up... Uh... Oh, it, it's it's a family name. Okay, it, it's hereditary. Okay, it's what it, and it all flows together, sort of like Louisville. It's Steve Freeshoes Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next round we go to uh, San Antonio. Who advances out of the Southwest? So far, the big dog and the coach surprisingly in agreement. Louisville, the Cardinal, Rick Pitino turning the program around again. Notre Dame. It's been a dream season for the Irish big dog. Do they get woken up from the dream, or does the sweet dream continue? Well, you know what? The Notre Dame matched up really well against Louisville in the regular season. Yep. But I'm going to go Louisville in the postseason. Did they beat? You know, goes to the Final Four again. Did they beat Louisville uh, twice during the year? I, I think they only played once. I can only remember okay. the one game, but they did play them the first. They beat, they beat them the one time they played them. Okay. Because so the, the Big East is a little different with 16 teams. You don't play a lot of the teams twice. Okay. Well, already we're putting together a heck of a coaching Final Four, by the way. you got Thad Mata. 
from Ohio State, one of the great young coaches, Steve Fisher from San Diego State, the veteran, and Rick Patino, the self-acclaimed greatest coach in the uh, United States. Uh, trust me, if you're a snake oil salesman, you do, you're not going to do any business that week in the Final Four. No. You might want to find yeah. someplace else around the country. Yeah. Or if you're a uh, recently divorced waitress, you might want to be careful of who you're serving. This is, this is yeah. true, Coach. Or you might get served yourself. That's a cheap shot, by the way. All right, finally. Finally, we head to the southeast big dog, New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm not sure, but I think producer David Olson will be down there covering this game for the two guys at a mic show. He doesn't know it yet. It's going to be a surprise, and we can say that over the air because David doesn't listen to our show. He's already planning the next show after us. <laughs> Florida, the Gator, take on Kansas State, Frank de la St. Martin. <laughs> Who makes it to the Final Fours? I continue to be amused by Frank St. Martin. Frank de la St. Martin. Kansas State or Florida. Kansas State has the great guard, Jacob Pullen, the kind of guy that if he gets hot, big dog, he can carry a team to the Final Four because the rest of his team's good enough. The the African-American leprechaun is what we call him. It's a good call. It is a good call, kind of a college version of Baron Davis. Yes, that's an excellent way to put it, Coach. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Florida on that one. Okay. I think you're right. As much as I'd like to see, Frank De La St. Martin, part of that great coaching quadrumphant. I think it's uh, Billy Donovan, and that sets up a matchup in the semifinals to get to the championship of maybe the two best GQ coaches in all of America, Billy Donovan versus Rick Patino. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good call, Coach. Yeah. If you had a son, Big Dog, that had some basketball talent, and uh-huh. I gave you our and our together bracket, the final four coaches, who would you want coaching him? Patino, Donovan, the aged Steve Fisher, or the slightly weird but nevertheless highly effective Thad Mata? Uh, that's a really, really tough call, Coach. That's a tough call. I got my choice. I want to go with Thad Mata, that's, though. That was my choice. I, I, I really like that guy. He's yep. a, the guy I wish I was coaching at the University of Illinois. So. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you say? The, I wish he was coaching at oh, the University okay. of Illinois. All right. Well, you know, he played his high school ball. Not that far from the University of Illinois, so maybe that is a... A dream of his down the road. I hate to disappoint you, but probably back when they made the switch to Bruce Weber, Thad Mata was uh, available for that position. Not, yes, I, I do realize this, Coach. Not a shot of Bruce Weber because I like Bruce Weber, but uh, Illinois probably could have had Thad Mata. He's a Hoopston, Illinois kid, and I think Hoopston, less than an hour away from Champaign. Sorry to depress you. It, it, it already does, Coach. <laughs> All right, Big Dog, final four, the together bracket. The two of us have gone kumbaya. We've been very symbiotic. It's very nice. Hopefully this will continue. We now have Ohio State taking on San Diego State right to get to the championship in Big Dog and the coaches' first ever together bracket. It's good to know that we're just our first ever one, Coach. It's all about, all about symbiosm, Big Dog. <laughs> Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ohio State taking on Florida for you, Coach. You take a repeat it. of the 2007 championship. Ohio State over San Diego State. And you got Florida beating Louisville. So I'm going to go with you on both accounts. You know how much I like Florida. So I'll, yeah, so. Uh, I still somehow got a feeling that Ohio State will get beaten along the way, but it's a together bracket. It's all about compromise. Again, Republicans and Democrats that are listening to the show, I hope you take – Heat of this when you're going over our federal budget, 
which is at a stalemate right now, but the big dog and the coach have come to conclusion. Ohio State taking on Florida for the championship, big dog. Who wins the game? Break it down. What happens first half, second half? Get into the details, the nitty-gritty of this actually very good matchup for championship. Yeah, do you really, you really want me to get it, uh, into the nitty-gritty of a game that won't take place for another three weeks if it actually happens, and there's probably a one in a 100 chance that it ends up being Ohio State versus Florida? Good point. No. Just give okay. me a winner. I'll give you Ohio State. <laughs> All right, so you got the number one seed, the favored team, winning it all. Yes, I, I'm sorry to tell you, Coach. I don't always – you know I hardly ever do that, but, uh, you know, it's coming out of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I saw that – I mean, this team is good. They have very, very, very few weaknesses. It's like you're pointing out the weaknesses, and I was mm-hmm. – the, the depth, the fact that they play basically play seven teams is are all that, that you have to worry about. That's who, the thing. Who matches up with five foot nine inch lightning bug Irvin Walker, though? I think he could cause trouble for the Buckeye. That of course, he's going to cause trouble for a lot of people. Of course, Aaron Kraft is a hell of a defender. Yes, and, and Aaron Kraft six foot one, but extremely quick. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he's an athletic kid. So. Yeah, yeah, tremendous, tremendous lateral movement. Thought you'd never notice. All right, so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go with you there. Even though I have a tendency to think Florida, my own personal point, if pick Florida, they go all the way. We got Ohio State winning the championship. The together bracket is done. Big dog, you can sit down. Take a nice relaxing breath, but we're not going to a break. We skipped the break today because we've almost uh, gone through an entire show getting our together bracket down. I, would, I do want to do the within three. But very quickly, some other news and notes in the world of sports. You ready for it? I'm ready for them, Coach. Thank you. We already covered... Reactionary radio. At the rea- <laughs> we already went over the Iditarod. If you didn't join us earlier in the show, uh, check out the archives at talkzone.com or twoguysmike.com. I thought you and me analyzed and reviewed the I did arrive, which did come to an end yesterday, probably as well as any sports talk show in the country, Big Dumb. It was scintillating, Coach. Yeah, it was. It was a, well, I don't know if I'd go scintillating, but it was very good. Barry Melrose is the hockey expert. You're the I did arrive expert. I would, that's a good comparison. Thank you. Let us move on. Chicago Bulls, 98. Washington Wizards, 79. 12 in a row at home. 7 in a row overall. No Joakim Noah. He was sick. No Carlos Boozer. They keep on keeping on. Big dog. Who would have thunk it? The Chicago Bulls right now, number one record, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. A shock if you would have said that at the start of the year. Yeah, you know, this. It is, a, it is a little bit of a shock, but if you've actually watched the team play throughout the year, though, it's not surprising now, honestly, Coach. The, you know, the, for the first 60-whatever games of this season, 66 games or whatever, they have played phenomenal defense. They have continued to share the ball uh, in clutch situations. They have been aggressive. You know, so the, you're right. It's a shock of the – it was a shock if you were to consider it at the beginning of the year, but now that you've seen this team play all year long, you're like, wow, I'm just glad that the, the Celtics or the Heat didn't go on any big runs, you know, because th- this team is where they should be. They mm-hmm. really are. The fact that what, they're 46 and 18 or 46 and 19 or yeah. 48, 48 19. Whatever. They're the, the only he- hesitation I would have is be careful of setting the expectations too high at this point. I think that would be a mistake. Uh, my expectations just seem to win the, their first uh, is to get the number one seed in the East and then win their first round See, playoff I, series. That's all I care boy, about right now. So, we'll start worrying about that as it goes along. So now we've gone from possibility to expectation. See, I worry about that. I think the Bulls still need to be of the mentality an up and coming team. It's a fine line because you want them to have the confidence that hey, you know, first round or second round, not enough. We do have 
the potential to win the championship. So you want that thought process there. But on the other hand, Big Dog, if you start feeling like, hey, all of a sudden everybody's talking about us, the expectation is on us, it's a different mindset. And I don't think that'll work as well. I don't know if you know what I mean, but there's a there's a happy medium between those two, and the Bulls need to find it. I think if you sway too far either way in those mental mindsets, you're going to get in trouble. Okay. If that made uh, any sense. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Though, so. Okay. Chip on the shoulder, my friend. Chip on the shoulder. By the way, two key players for the Bulls yesterday. Complimentary guys have been a big part of the Bulls all season long. Keith Bogans, defensive specialist. His middle name is Much Maligned. Keith Bogans scores 17 points yesterday. And how about Old Man River filling in for uh, Joe Keem Noah? Kurt Thomas does the job again. I think he gets uh, eight points, ten rebounds, something like that. Big sexy. I mean, he has been without a doubt one of the best acquisitions that the that the Bulls have had. Mm-hmm. The Bulls were known during the nineties, like they pick up Randy Brown and Randy Brown would give them, you know, fifteen really solid minutes once a week against a really small point guard. <laughs> it's like Kurt Thomas, you didn't know what you picked with like, why'd you pick up this old dude? He has been so crucial for the Bulls this year. Solid, solid pickup. Seriously. So All right. Uh, moving quickly along, spring training baseball. Big dogs take a sneak peek very quickly in the Chicago Cubs camp. A couple of things of note. First of all, the two young middle infielders are at least hitting the ball fairly well. It's a good sign. Darwin Barney and Starlin Castro looking pretty good after a shaky start. And uh, also we've got a new pitching coach. I wanted to bring that up with you, too, the effect that a brand-new pitching coach can have on this pitching staff. Yeah, well, the, the whole, you know, everybody's just assuming it's going to be uh, Jeff Baker and uh, Case, uh, or Blake DeWitt, yep. who uh, who plays second base for the Cubs in the platoon at the beginning of the year. What about Darwin Barney, coach? The guy's He's coming. The best fielder in the camp. He's breaking hard down the stretch. That's the point. He should be the Cubs' second baseman. All these other people, this guy's a better hitter. Darwin Barney is just as good a hitter as, as those other two. And by the way, there's no question who the best defensive player out of the three is. Now, I mean, it's not even close. Is he a natural second baseman, or would he the be a convert? Guy. Okay. He's a shortstop. He's, they basically, he's been compared to Omar Vizquel mm-hmm. at shortstop. I know you've got a lot of people in uh, Mesa, Arizona, spring training. From what you've heard in the workouts, are they giving him a workout at second base? Are they thinking of moving Castro to second? Or They're, they're, they're talking about uh, Barney being the utility guy, being able to play okay. everything on the infield. Okay. Because they're not they're, they're not sure if offensively he can be in the lineup every single okay. day. I, I, I don't totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, but and they also don't want to waste him down in the minor leagues anymore. They brought him up last year, so his arbitration time is on the clock already. So you mm-hmm. might as well just have him on the major leagues and have him learn here. You know, he could be a really good utility infielder coach. So might as well. And since I'm going to actually win this year, might as well have him learn in the big leagues. I'm assuming you were talking about this year because I know the Cubs down the road think this guy could be maybe him and Castro two stars in a middle infield that could be together for six, seven, eight, nine years. Yeah, I'm one of those people who actually agree with that coach, okay. and I think they can have a great second uh, double play combination. Okay, one quick note: uh, David Olson giving us the uh, statistical result. We mentioned this last week, but it comes out again. Uh, is it Hohokam or Hahukam? Hohokam. Hohokam. Okay, yeah, exactly, coach. You got it. Sort exactly. of like perfect. Is that how they say it in Louisville? Kind of. <laughs> I have trouble with it. I feel like I got a speech impediment, but ho come park. At any rate, spring training attendance, big dog, down twenty nine percent for your Chicago Cub explanation par favor. Um people realize this is not the Cubs year, and let's face it, maybe people Arizona's had a, a pretty 
the ad last year, you know, publicity-wise nationally, and then also maybe a lot of less people in uh, in that area actually going out watching baseball because there's a lot more to to be worried about in the you know socially in Arizona. So mm-hmm. those are the three things. Okay, thumbs are down nationally. Arizona's down, and actually in Arizona, Arizona has stuff to do. Okay, that's a pretty good triumvirate of reasons. Uh, starting to get excited about baseball yesterday, just to give you an idea, right in the middle of all the March Madness, I'm totally indoctrinated with March Madness and UNC Asheville's big win last night. Big, I go to sleep, wake up a couple hours later. Middle of the night, couldn't go back to sleep, looked over my wife, she looked just a little bit. Looked just a little bit with the moonlight coming in at Philly's, like Philly's third baseman, Placido Polanco. Very disturbing dream. Uh, uh, he's a good-looking man. So it's a very good-looking man. Yeah, but I don't know if you want him, you know, one pillow next to you in the middle of the night, if you know what I mean. I, I understand that. Yeah, that, that's pillow talk gone one step too far. All right, we don't have time for um, within three. We'll do it tomorrow, though. We'll do it tomorrow. Don't you panic. One final thought for our White Sox fan out there. Talk about Jake Peavy and how the fact that he looks good so far. Will it last, big dog Jake Peavy, throw on the pill for the White Sox? Uh, well, once the guy gets injured, and he gets injured a lot after that, it's hard to say whether he's going to or not. So that's mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a bold statement, Coach. But, uh, yeah, I wish him the best. But supposedly he has an injury that is totally healed and it's not okay. supposed to reoccur. So maybe, best of luck to him. Maybe the clean rip is actually beneficial. Maybe Maybe they can fix it cleaner, if you know what I mean. Final question for the White Sox on third base. Do you go defense with questionable hitting and Brett Morrell? Put yourself at Ozzie Guillen's position, or do you go decent hitting with questionable fielding and Mark Tehan? You play the part of Ozzie Guillen, Big Dog. Which way are they going to go? Um, Brett Morrell should be the starting third baseman for the Chicago White Sox. Let me remind Ozzie Guillen that it's questionable defense and questionable hitting. When did Mark Tehan ever hit for the Chicago White Sox? Uh, the last three weeks. Well, how about the, how about the, the okay. last six um, months of the season last year? I'm just saying, as we close up the show here, Big Dog, he's been on fire the last three. He's making a run at that starting third base position, but we will see. Whatever. The, yeah. I know they, they they want him to win it because they're paying him so much money, but mm-hmm. uh, I would go with the young kid if I'm the White Sox right now. Beautiful. All right, Big Dog, tomorrow we'll do within three. We'll look at our brackets again, get down more, uh, a little down and dirty with the March Madness tournament as it starts in full swing tomorrow and uh Good luck with the MLB job, Big Dog. We all collectively out there in Talk Zone land have our fingers crossed. We're rooting for you, Big Fella. Oh, I, you know I am too, Coach. I appreciate it. All right, have a great day, dog. You too. Thanks for listening, everybody. we got to sign off. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. The following contains a toll-free number for individuals looking to lose 30 pounds or more. Please pay attention. If you would like to be among the first to try a weight loss supplement that's proven to help you lose weight, please call the toll-free number at the end of this ad. If you do, you will receive a risk-free trial of an exclusive weight loss aid that does not require a prescription. By enrolling in the 30-day risk-free trial, you'll be able to burn fat more quickly by boosting your metabolic heart rate, allowing you to lose weight in days instead of weeks. Be among the first to call.